Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Welcome to another episode of Unchained. It's uh, Zolgat and Manny Hill back here in the Twin Cities. Patrick Roycey in Florida. Patrick, are you feeling unchained today? I am not particularly upset about anything, I don't think. What, uh, what is there? I mean... Uh, Can I get you started you, with something? Your Wild are, uh, are fighting for the playoffs. The Timberwolves got rid of everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then scored 300 points against the overrated Clippers. Can I start and, you with something, Pat? Yeah, go ahead. How about this? How about this? And I'm talking about this from a bigger perspective, not just a a twins or local perspective. The offseason for Major League Baseball. Okay. Am I correct? And and I I know that more players change teams and signs, so that's a good thing. But to me, this feels like between the Astros thing and the Red Sox thing and then just the the Mookie Betts trade sitting there for a week with nothing happening – this feels to me like baseball again. It's just you watch them act and you roll your eyes at the crap that goes on. I feel like this like this winter has been, if not a disaster, an embarrassment. Uh, yeah, certainly the Astros thing, if everything people are saying is, uh, is true, is uh, the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to pay for their sins, uh, for sure, with the fan base there, because those people are really upset. The uh, But this week, I don't know what baseball uh, could have done, because they, they listen, This there was a time when a trade like uh, what that went on the other day wouldn't have been reported, right? Uh, I mean, you, it would have been hanging there, and uh, the teams wouldn't have known. And then, But you now have agents who have their guys, John Heyman and Rosenthal and those guys, and they're finding this stuff out before it's, uh, you know, it's public. I mean, there were, there were always scoop monsters, but not guys that know 10 minutes after something has been uh, uh, agreed to. And, uh, you know, this was a, we were talking about a trade that was made for five days that, you know, 20 years ago, we 25 years ago, we wouldn't have known it had been made, you know, so. That's, I, that, I guess that's what I'm, I'm getting at. All right. is that it's, it's uh, you know, there's always been hang-ups. They just haven't been as public. And uh, certainly the Red Sox, because it got out, before it was finalized, the Red Sox had a way to bail out on the thing with uh, Gratterall. They, the reason the Red Sox bailed out is because it got out, right? 
I don't think it had that much to do with Gratterall's uh, uh, medicals. But once it got out and they just were getting killed back in Boston, yeah. Uh, then it then it then their embarrassment just got larger and larger. And and when it in the end, the Red Sox didn't make a better trade than they had. No, if they hadn't backed out on Gratterall, not and, at all. Uh, but it it looked uh, ridiculous. And uh, I was just telling Derek that and Manny that uh, the word from within the Twins, uh, not not you know secondhand, is that Heim Bloom just basically stopped answering the phone for two days. You were gonna you know he was gonna you know they couldn't get him to, and the Dodgers you know the Dodgers obviously wanted Mookie, and uh, they you know he would say ah I gotta have a better deal I don't like this deal we don't like Gratterall. Uh, we we don't like the medicals on him. I'm just thankful that the twins didn't cave into the Gratterall medical part of it. They they gave a little more, not that much. And, mm-hmm. But wouldn't you, if you were a baseball team with a hundred and forty million dollar projected payroll and a lot of bonuses, you know, that could make it to one hundred and fifty five or so after being what one hundred and five last year or something, the twins. And uh, I, I would trade Luke Rayleigh. And a thirty seventh round, uh, the thirty seventh overall pick for ten million dollars, and that's what they ended up doing here. They gave up Gratterall, they got Maeda. They wanted to make that trade, and they, you know, they got ten million dollars for you know Luke Rayleigh and a thirty seventh, and a and a and I think the Twins wanted that money because they they're a little worried about getting way out over their skis payroll wise. So, so what was Boston ultimately? Doing then though, because to your point, it's not like they went to the Dodgers and got a top three, a, no, a top no, three prospect. I, I, well, maybe it, maybe sincerely, they they just didn't think they thought they were getting a starter. But as I yeah. said, they should have Googled. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't like you needed a, a big investigation. That uh, I mean, Phil Miller had a long piece in the Star Tribune in late January from Twins Fest on how they were going to have him in the bullpen this year. So I don't, I don't really know, and I, I don't think. I think that Heim Bloom, the new GM, that Henry, John Henry and those guys spent 10 minutes not worrying about the Liverpool soccer team. And, and That's an important uh, team, okay? And, and, and said, God almighty, we're getting killed here. Do something and you know, get us out of this trade. And, uh, but in the end, they still wanted to cut payroll. So. And you know what? They basically sacrificed what they could make in a Mookie Betts trade to get rid of David Price. That that basically, yeah. basically they paid a premium. Yes. For not for getting rid of David Price, which is why I don't think that that the public reaction angle is necessarily all that correct. I I don't know. I mean, the the whole thing made no sense. But and if the Dodgers had turned around and said, "Okay, we'll give you a lot more," then it makes sense. But the whole thing, to me, is goofy. And the problem is, it's sort of the state of baseball now. Ba- baseball ha- has become like hockey was. They seem to screw up everything they try to do to me right now. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the uh, the analytical uh, era, has, which has been praised mightily. To me, uh, what the Astros are doing is an offshoot of it. Yeah, somebody from the Twins told me you got thirty people walking around in the office looking for an edge. Yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah. says, "Well, interns, here's hey, we can." Uh, you know, I say uh, shut down the. Uh, I think it's your plan from last week, right? 
If you want to instant, if you want to look at replay, you look over to the dugout, and Rocco has to say yes or no immediately, right? Yes. And uh, get rid of the video room in the in the back in the clubhouse. Don't let them. Don't let anybody back there. Give so. them iPads, just like Go football ahead. on the sideline. Uh, the bench coach can look at the play once more, and then it's yay, yay no, but, or nay. But, but but you don't get these rooms. I don't understand. No, you can't have a room. room. You can't have a room that's de- devoted to stealing catch. Correct. I think everybody has everybody's stealing catcher signals, right? In those rooms, they're just they're just they don't have quite the elaborate system for <laughs> relaying the message. Yeah. But uh, that's a great anyway, plan. I think most of them say, "Hey, if Bill gets to second base, and they're, what they're going to do is rub it off, hold down two fingers, and then hold down three, and that's a fastball or something." But uh, yeah, well, if baseball gets out of this by just having the Astros be the bad guys and the Red Sox being the semi bad guy, bad guys, and they don't find if they don't dig up everybody else who's cheating, uh, <laughs> they'll uh, they'll they'll come out of it better than they could because I gotta think this was. Might not have been as formal, but I got to think it was much more widespread oh, than yeah. two teams, including the Dodgers. That's one reason the yep. Dodgers aren't whining, you know, about <laughs> what we should have won. Maybe their fans are saying we should have won two World Series. I think the Dodgers are saying, whew, I hope they don't look at what we were doing, you know. <laughs> so Yeah, with our elaborate room. The, the problem that baseball has now, it's not their own investigation, though. It's all of these, these God bless them, good reporters doing work and finding out how much baseball tried to, to ignore the the uh, wall street journal story that came out friday was fantastic yes the, in, the intern devised the plan <laughs> the intern basically went and said hey i'd like a full-time job here's what we got and the astros people were like okay it's fantastic so that's the problem yeah yeah and there's i think those stories will be popping all year long all, all year long don't you oh so. yeah yes but you know I, I don't think Congress will call everybody in front of them like they did for the steroids and have have <laughs> poor old Manfred making himself to be such a dummy as poor Bud doing the Raphael Palmero finger wag like yeah, no we yeah, did not yeah, uh, we yeah, did not yeah. know about this but I think uh, you know I'll I'll give Hinch credit that was you had to do that you had to say I should have stopped it I didn't although so. he didn't deny the buzzer thing he didn't even come close. He just mm, said baseball true. did a thorough investigation, and they didn't catch us with the with the buzzers. Yeah, that's uh, well, uh, Marwin. Uh, I don't know when Marwin's getting here, but I've already told Wetmore he gets to ask the first question. Did you know what was coming when you hit the biggest home run in Astros history? <laughs> Knock on your locker once for yes, twice for no. <laughs> but what the hell? The game will start, and we'll all be uh, the season will start, and we'll all be uh, optimistic, and we won't give a damn. So. Speaking of optimistic, your your reaction to the new-look Timberwolves coming one shy of the NBA single-game three-point record on Saturday by hitting 26. I was surprised, i got to admit. That's, what's that? That's a good two weeks for them usually, right? Yes. For yeah. the old team. Uh, what I did like <laughs> is Johnson, the guy that, got, that ended up going from Miami to Memphis to the Timberwolves yes. in like yep. 20 minutes. What, what's his gym? James Johnson. James Johnson. And he's yeah. the guy that they basically wouldn't let come to training camp because he didn't he showed up late, right, Manny? He was he was late and he was out of shape too. He was that late was, and out of shape, and they yeah. basically wouldn't let him work out with the team. He had to work out after everybody left the him building. And, him and Dion Waiters showed up yeah. to Miami Heat training camp out of shape and yeah. Pat Riley told both of them, Go home. 
Yeah. We don't want let, you here. They let them walk, work out, but only when everybody was gone. Yep. And and then he didn't play. He, Waiters was suspended three times, and now I see he just got cut. Yeah. But uh, he played three games, but Johnson had only started playing about two, three weeks ago. Before that, he just had a did not play day after day. But now he's our emotional leader, right? I well, see he's he giving is. us that veteran leadership. He's got, he's got a mean streak. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat, do you, do you know the background on him? He's like, he, he and his family are like, they're big into like mixed martial arts, and he's like an actual trained mixed martial artist. So Pat Riley's, Pat Riley's lucky he didn't beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he Grew up in Wyoming, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, and, he was uh, a he was a nondescript player who made himself into something in Miami, right? I mean, right. he was an undrafted. Yeah. He had bounced around a little bit. He was in Toronto yeah. for a few years, yeah. and but yeah, he's so, he is a solid veteran of, guy. Uh, of all these guys they picked up, how many will be here next year? Well, I think Beasley will be here. Beasley, they for like sure. Beasley. What what is he a? Two guard or a yeah, two backup guard. point guard or what? He's he's a two guard. He might play the small forward. Restricted like free smaller, agent, right? Restricted free agent. Okay. Yeah, him and him and Hernan Gomez are restricted free agents. And I got to think both of them will probably be on the roster next year because the Wolves will, the Wolves basically have control of both of them. Mm-hmm. They can match any offer. And I think as long as nobody swoops in and gives Beasley an outrageous contract, the Wolves will. So He'll he's a, be on the team Beasley's a real player, and yeah. So, well, okay. he had a great year last year with Denver. He was a big part of them getting getting the two seed in the well, Western Conference. Well, they gave Conference away though. Didn't yeah, get, I mean, but he was year, they so. they offered him a they had the Nuggets had offered him a new contract like three years, thirty million. He turned he turned it down. Wow. So. And who else? I mean, there's like ten of them. I don't know any of these guys. McLaughlin's now our uh, backup point guard, right? Pat, Pat yeah. you should have seen him Saturday. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he was great. He couldn't miss. Where's he from? I know he's been in Iowa all year, but where's he's just a undrafted yeah. summer league guy, huh? Yep. Like five well, five foot yeah. ten on a good yeah. day. I, mean, I said that. Uh, I said on Twitter that night that. I know more guys playing for the Loons than I do for the Timberwolves. <laughs> but then I thought about it. And no, I you could don't. O- and I could only think of two Loons, Toy and Don Lottie. And then somebody told me Don Lottie's gone, so I'm down to one. <laughs> yeah, I think Don Lottie's in Nashville now. So, yeah, un- unfortunately. The only you're... two people I know with the Timberwolves, with the Loons then, are May- uh, Toy, whatever his name is, and newly hired Corey Frankenberg, who left the Twins to work for their okay. communications department. Community those, relations doesn't Those are the only count. two people I know. I guess Durkee, maybe. I know him, too. So I know three of them, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, who the hell are these people? It's uh, And well, the, the, I just can't figure out, like, what, six or of the of the. 15 guys that are dressing now, or what? What? how many dress, 13? I think it's 13, yeah. 13. Of the 13 that are going to dress, how many will be back next year? Seven or eight? Yeah, probably seven right. or eight at least. Let's mm-hmm. go through it. Beasley back, right? Yep. Crab, the, the guy that they got no, in the Jeff T. No. Not, not yeah, bad. He's, he's no expiring. Jer Culver back, right? Unless they, I guess. Unless they trade him. <laughs> unless they try to package him in a deal this summer for somebody. Vernon Goldman's back. Unless he decides to get a job as a blacksmith, it could be, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Pat. There's, yeah, about five five or six. 
Culver, Okogie, will be around. Won't yep, yep, yeah. Unless well, they see. trade him too. Jacob yeah. Evans, um, James nah, Johnson. I, I never heard of Jacob Evans. Is he going to be around? Yeah, no. he came over from Golden State. Okay. Um, he might be around. I don't know. He's just he's kind of a is, kind of a project. Is player. Jake Lehman ever coming back? By the way, I asked Dana. I asked it's a Dana bone bruise, right? No, the worst it's, bone it's bruise a, in the history of bone bruises. Well, it's it's turf toe, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, turf toe. It was, yeah, it was turf toe. I asked wow. Dane about it last he week on the podcast. Bad. He wasn't no, bad. No, no. Well, they hell, Pat. They gave him a three year contract. Like yeah. I think the plan is for him to. You be know, a part at some point, you just got to cut the son of a gun off. Do you mean the player or the, the toe? <laughs> or, the toe or the appendage? The the appendage. It's a toe. Come on. You can give up a toe for the good of the team, can't you? Ronnie Lott gave up a portion of a finger for the forty nine. During the game. During the game. You got a point. Let's chop the toe off and let's go, Jake. Come on. I think I, I think it's honestly safe to say, gentlemen, that there's two guys that you are one hundred percent sure will be on the team next year. It's Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. You know why you know why D'Angelo actually missed the game? Because when he went to get his Timberwolves tattoo, they had to contort him so much to find a spot, he pulled a muscle. That'd be the most Timberwolves thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory. That guy's got himself some arm tats, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. He's got him. So he's a goofball, but he'll be fun. Well, you know? he dropped he dropped an S bomb in his uh, oh in Saturday night before the game. He did the, <laughs> did the speech. Well, he- and- he dropped. He dropped it, and then like a third grade kid who would swore he like, like covered his, his mouth. mouth. Like, it's like it's like, <laughs> D'Angelo, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know we this forgive fran- you. It's okay. You know this franchise kowtowed to KG, and for good reason. As has there ever been a sports franchise in this town, big pro franchise, kowtow to a player like these guys are kowtowing to Carl Anthony Towns. Can't you think know. of another example. Yeah. I'm gonna go, we're gonna go get your best friend. You know, <laughs> we're gonna even though Car- Carl has had about six different best friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now they here's the deal: can, away. can they get Booker from Phoenix somehow if they give up two number ones and somebody else and they, put the whole they gang? They could, back together? but you'd have to convince Phoenix to do it, and I'm not sure yeah, the Suns are there yet with him. Yeah. I mean, he would have to get really – things would have to get really sour there, and he'd have to basically, I think, want out. Okay, but I he has to be you. looking at Carl and D'Angelo playing together now, and it has to be – the idea of all yeah. three of them has to be – Come join me in now. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to ask yeah. you, though, uh, how could Golden State pay Wiggins? I mean, isn't this – they got I, Clay's a max, Steph's a max max. Yep. yep. Draymond's, and getting, Draymond's getting about $20 damn near million. A max. How can they pay all these guys? Are they just going to pay a hundred well, tax? Million well, yeah. Well, here's here's the what? thing: they actually they're actually saving. I found this out from Doogie last week after they made the trade. Was the there's like the um, the repeater tax where like if you're in the if you're <laughs> in the luxury stuff. tax for like consecutive seasons, yeah, you end up having to pay like more. Yep. Yeah. So this is and this was actually I think going to save them from doing it. But like, how I, he's making? I mean, Russell was making about the same, but but Wiggins couldn't have been making less. But I could think he? it's I think part of it is is the other players that they sent out too. I think was, was oh, part of it too. Is, but so but, it saved them from paying the repeater tax. Right? Yeah. But I just I mean, 
Andrew, I, I told this, John, you heard me say this, I think. I'm just envisioning now Draymond Green blowing a gasket on Andrew Wiggins because he's not paying attention oh, on defense will. or he's loafing around on offense. And Five steals fully. in game one. That yeah. topped his Engaged. monthly it, high, it was, didn't it? Well, two, remember, two weeks of this gentleman. We're going to get two <laughs> weeks of him giving a damn. And remember, Pat, LeBron James was in the building, so Andrew, of course, was going to be engaged yes. on Saturday. Okay. Well, I, I get, <laughs> did you see the – I read about Kerr basically said – Run the floor. That's all we want you to do. Run the floor. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, doesn't happen. And, and the thing is, you know, when a game, when the game, when next year when they got Curry, Clay, and Draymond, Draymond, and they look at the box score, and he's got ten points, and you know he's, you know, three out of nine or something. And four rebounds and two assists and one steal. Nobody's going to say anything. Right, because he's, not gonna be he's a big the number deal. four guy on the team. It's not going to be a big deal because they got 135, you know. So, anyway, we'll see. Yeah, but they gonna... sounds like they wanted him, you know. I don't know. Well, Steve Kerr said they think he's a better fit than what D'Angelo was. Yeah, he's, but... your, what, he's your small forward, right? I'm yeah, t- pretty I'm much. I'm telling you guys, by the time this is all done, Andrew will have played for six teams. He'll have played for Toronto in his first game as a Raptor at home. He'll score 50 points. That's true, maybe. <laughs> but the other uh, possibility is that he will have a championship ring in 2021. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. So, but, you know. Who's a who's a more terrible defensive player, Wiggins or Russell? Uh, oh boy, that's a that might be a toss up for different reasons. And how bad are mm-hmm. and, and how how bad are are Russell and Cat going to be as a defensive tandem? As Michael, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty bad. It's gonna be pretty bad. And I think what you're what what they have to hope is that guys like. Akogi and Culver mm-hmm. start to have a bigger impact. I mean, Akogi's a good defender, but they just have to have they just have to hope those guys have a bigger impact on defense because you're not between Cat and D'Angelo. I mean, they I think they kind of are. Who I they saw are that Culver was down to 13 minutes the other night. Yeah, he went from starting to playing 13 minutes. Is this the new? Uh, you know, I think they're. I think that's gonna. Fit? That's what, probably what gonna it? fluctuate, Pat, because mm-hmm. I think they're gonna want to get a good look at all of these guys. I mean, this these last thirty games or whatever is just. This is just a. You know what you have in Cat and D'Angelo, but the rest of the guys. This is all just like a trial. This this is all to see who is going to be here next year and who are we gonna try and package to get another player. Manny. Yes, sir. Culver. What's the report? What are we? What's he going to end up being? I think that he's going to be an okay player. I don't think he's ever going to be a shooter. I think there's too much of a hitch in that shot. I think you have to hope that he is a plus defender that can get to the rim on occasion for you. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever going to be an all star. I think he might be. I think he. I think he's going to be in the league for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I don't Sixth think overall. he's. Yeah, I don't. I'd think rather he's have be Tyler Hero. Uh, by the yep, way, yep, so. I would too. I wish I could remember who I was sitting next to, with seven minutes to go in the Texas Tech Virginia championship game, <laughs> and for the seventh straight time, Jarrett went one on one and didn't score, yep. and I elbowed him and said, 
That's the kind of bleeping bleeper that the Timberwolves are going to draft. <laughs> so you were the scout. I was the guy. You went to Gerson said, and said, here's, here's a perfect fit. That's the guy that the Timberwolves are going to draft. And imagine my surprise <laughs> that I was right. Traded up to get him too, Pat. Yes. Traded yeah, up to right. get him. And they could have stayed at 11th and gotten Tyler Hero, who yeah. went 13th. Tyler Hero's really good. By the man. way, like the – the uh, our guy Jimmy Butler's hurt, so uh, he's uh, he's out and Hero's out, and uh, I follow the Heat down here, <laughs> and uh, the the big guy I'm, Myers. I'm glad Leonard's, you found a good team to follow. By, Myers by the way. Leonard's out, so they've uh, lost three in a row. They're uh, very upset. What's wrong with Jimmy? A shoulder injury. Mm. What uh, they said, and uh, you know, I I thought maybe they were just this. They're on a West Coast swing, and they're on three, so. Well, you can't blame you can't blame Tibbs for playing him too many minutes because Tibbs isn't coaching him. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and by the way, they don't. He plays twenty eight, twenty nine. Usually, the day yeah. he got the day he got thirty eight, he played twenty nine minutes. He's something. he's not even. I don't even think he's leading them in shot attempts, Pat. I thought he was going to go down there and he was going to be Mister Leader, Mister Team Guy, just like yeah. he wanted to be in Minnesota. But these SOBs would listen. Well, to and him. they they got him playing point guard a little bit down there too because they mm-hmm. don't really have. I mean, they got Dragic, but they don't really have another. Uh, Although I did see guard. him try to, I did see him try to win a game. They ended up going overtime and won it, but I did see. Him, uh, trying to win a game by doing the old clear out for Jimmy, let Jimmy go, and he threw up a brick from seven feet, just like he did with the Timberwolves every time. Hey, he what did that. what's your guy Tibbs doing now? Collecting his money. Is Tibbs doing? No, yeah, but I mean, is he still in town, Pat? No, is no, he, doing he, sold, TV or anything? he sold the condo in. Uh, he's no, he, he, he his lease ran out. He didn't he didn't right. own the condo, but his lease ran out in this nice con- condo he had over on Calhoun. And uh, or itsy bitsy or whatever the hell the name of that lake is now, uh, but uh, uh, we know what you're talking about. But he yeah. waited till October. He just hung around there, and then I think he moved to New York. Because you ran, didn't you run run into him at at Target Field or something? Yeah, he was summer? Target uh, Target Field last year. Yeah, I had a half hour, forty five minute conversation with him. But he has not uh, he has uh, not figured it would do his career any good to. Uh, Say uh, unpositive things about the Timberwolves, especially why they're still paying him. I think he had fourteen million coming right when Ooh. he got fired. Fired. Is right? that what it was? Fourteen. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He had seven because he was he he had an easy to gain incentive to take him to eight, but I think the base was seven million okay. for each of the last two years. So. He can live that bachelor lifestyle for uh, seven million a year. Got to hand it to Glenn. He's Glenn. Glenn ain't afraid to pay people to go away. (laughs) Jeez, he's he's well experienced on it. Although, when they paid Rambus to go away, Crazy Con had to make like fourteen trades to pay for it. Remember that? Had to sell a bunch of draft picks just to raise (laughs) the money to pay him off. Yeah, I got a better reaction when this was all going on. I got a better reaction to my tweet. Timberwolves have offered three-year contract to Tange Nagambo, who was the guy they ended up getting on draft night who was ineligible to be drafted. Remember that? Because he was was like like 26 years old or something. 27 years old or something. A slight oversight, okay, guys? (laughs) He had a sheet of paper and saw the name and said, well, we'll take Tange Nagambo. Hey, what was – by the way – non-sports thing what was up with your tweet your trump-like tweet with the hair 
That that might I that was, might rival the shirtless Royce. I was in the morning for all time Royce. I was, I was looking into the mirror at six this morning to shave, and I saw this hair. And and a day, a couple of days after the Trump controversy, yes, about hair, I said, okay, this is too good to this is too good to kiss. But this hair was not good, and uh, so I decided to send out a little selfie of. Uh, of my unkept morning hair. So, <laughs> see, because yesterday I was in the convertible quite a bit, and yeah. she blew around, and then I slept on it without really combing it or doing anything. So she was not looking good. So I thought, yeah, this would be fun. Plus, I wanted to prove that even though I don't have, I don't have as much hair as the Donald. I have a much better tan line than the Donald when it comes to the hair. Yeah, you're right about that. His, I saw it. His spray line is uh, not uh, not looking good. So, I never get. I don't get that spray tan thing. The wife does that occasionally. I don't get the spray tan. Well, you can tell by the orange glow. When it's orange, that's a pretty good sign they're getting sprayed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I've never th- heard anybody who tanned and turned orange. No. No, you 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 crisp up a little bit, but you don't turn orange. I think we should take a break, don't you? Yeah, sure. Why break. not? Take a quick break. I'll be back in a minute. Unchained back, uh, Patrick in Fort Myers. What is, else is on your mind, Patrick? Big Ten basketball. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be the best conference in America, right? And it might be. Yep. Because by the way, I went out to see Dunk City the other night. Florida uh, Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast against North Florida. Things have kind of fallen off for Dunk City. They're seven and nineteen, uh. and uh, not real good. But anyway, by the way, the average crowd age—I'm the young, one of the five <laughs> youngest guys there. <laughs> they apparently all the senior citizens adopted them in 2013, right? 2013. They got to the Sweet Sixteen, and they right? still go to the games and they grouse. But uh, I, I heard a bunch of them grousing when we were leaving. But not anyway. happy. They're, well, they shouldn't be. They're seven to nineteen. Yeah. But guess what? I listened to the interview, the post game interview. Guess what? Coach Michael Fly said, "What's We're that? a young team." Mm. Oh, said it team. several times, and a, a seldom used excuse by a youngest a, team a, in America. A college coach, just look, young, <laughs> youngest team in America. Anyway, Michigan State has lost three in a row. Yeah, I know. Right? Yes. And Rutgers is good. Per- Rutgers is good. Penn State might be the best team in the league. And by the way, Purdue gets forty-two one game and a hundred the next. What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, how about how about Purdue? Goofiest league of all time. About, nobody nobody's any better than the other team. But it's how amazing. about Purdue blowing the smokes off of Iowa the other day? I would have killed them. A hundred and hundred four to sixty-eight. I would have paid to be in that locker room to hear Fran McCaffrey oh, yeah, call too. Definitely. Well, they must have just gave it up, huh? And let them do what they wanted to do. Because now Iowa comes to Williams Arena and they're, you know, Maryland's leading the league, right? Maryland, they say that Maryland might be the only team that's seeded, that's the best league in the country, but they might only have one seed in the top 12, I guess. It's, uh, it is really strange. It's, uh, how about Wisconsin? They're oh. horrible against the Gophers. They're horrible. Well, and then they last night they beat Ohio State. They, they are damn near impossible to watch. Well, them. and oh, Ohio God, State, Ohio State might be the biggest disappointment in the conference oh. because when the Gophers beat them and they were third in the country, third we were thinking, country. "Oh wow, this is great." And now you look up and they're I, five and seven in the conference. Manny, I'd had people Curry, Eric Curry, uh, referee had 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 ref one of their games. He told me they were great. Yeah, <laughs> and. 
But they looked they, great at the start of the season. And, and and if they'd beaten the Gophers that night, they were going to be number one. Yeah, they were going to because a couple of teams got beat, and now they're five what? and seven in the conference. Yeah. All right. God, I got a question about one guy though. Can somebody on this podcast explain Marcus Carr to me? Because I'll watch Marcus Carr for half and think, "Ooh, there's nothing there," and then I'll see him for half and think he's damn good. I uh, was talking about that with a basketball guy today, and he wonders if they're playing him too much. Okay. That he, uh, you know, the point guard playing 38 minutes is is not easy in modern uh, in modern basketball, and they rely on him. They have no bench. They yeah. have no backup. I mean, Peyton Willis now. I guess they can. He can run it a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's his erratic play is uh, is in, in, and that and that basically is you know when they're going to play be good or not right if he plays yes. well they're mm-hmm. pretty good if he plays terrible they're pretty bad where so. would this team be at if they didn't have him and Otura right now because okay. because Cal <laughs> I mean because Kowser's not having a great year right well now. they better uh, they better be ready to not have Otura come next year that's right he's, he's a good top ten pick I think don't you yeah he's yeah, been fantastic he be. yeah. He and that uh, Stevens had quite a battle the other night, though. They, they, there's two guys that don't like each other, too. No, right? they don't, too. <laughs> they had that dust up at uh, yep. at, at Williams, uh, Williams, and uh, they they were obviously told to restrain themselves, but they didn't enjoy having to restrain. But the first the first half at Penn State on Saturday, the Gophers looked awful. They looked pathetic, and mm-hmm. then they rallied Almost in the second half. Next thing you know, they're down by three. Yeah. It is a really weird league, man. It's uh, it's uh, just I mean, and what's the whole, what's the road winning percentage? About ten percent, maybe, because uh, after the first two weeks, after the first two rounds, there'd been one road victory. You know that uh, that that December, that early December play, and it's it's funny thing is all around the country, uh, road teams are winning a lot more games, but not in the Big Ten. How did Nebraska get this damn bad? Hoiberg ran off everybody. Okay, yeah. he basically got rid of all Miles' players, kind of like, kind of like uh, Gerson with uh, Tibbs' players. <laughs> got rid of all of them. So uh, he he ran Made everybody four t- off. Four team, twelve player the only, trades. The only trouble is, Freddie, you don't get new draft choices in Nebraska. You got to. Uh, yeah, that'll be transfer. You can't you, take in college basketball. They'll have Hoiberg. six transfers next year, don't you think? Yeah. How did Rutgers get good? I don't know. I don't know. They're sixteen and no, they're seventeen and seven, eight no, and five in the conference. They had to go over. They had to fight back against mighty Northwestern at home, right? You know Weren't what they though? At home? Yeah, they're they're tough. Yeah, Rutgers is really tough. Okay, Manny. Yes, sir. my basketball guy down here in the Twin City, uh, down here in Fort Myers, said this to me today, and it's not being talked about a lot. He said that extra foot on the three point line is really having a big impact on shooting percentages. Really? Uh, and he might be because there's a lot more, at least in the Big Ten, there's a lot more low-scoring games. Yeah. Aren't there? And teams are and still shooting a lot of feet, threes. But. He says because the thing is, they're shooting, you know, they always shoot it two feet behind the line, right? They don't mm-hmm. stand on the line. So they're shooting NBA range now. And – uh and he said, "Look at the percentages. They're, you know, they're, there's a lot of teams going out there and, you know, going four for twenty-one and stuff like yeah. that." Yeah, and I you still have right. a lot I, of guys. You still got a lot of guys that oh, shouldn't oh, be I mean, shooting threes that are chucking them up. Yeah, because they're and and I think college coaches, Patino included, are into that 
Oh, this is the an- analytics say that you sh- you know how much more a three pointer is worth than a two pointer, and uh, you know maybe that guy's right because maybe that foot has uh, cost him uh, cost him a lot of points because there was a week the other day the other last week they a couple weeks ago the Big Ten had like ten games in uh, you know in four days and. The, you know 60 points won like seven of them <laughs> you know there were teams that were scoring in the 50s and winning games it was like the old muscleman bill bobby knight years in the early 70s but it's ugly basketball oh yeah yeah, yeah it's really ugly yeah the, so, the state of college basketball i think we, we can all good. agree not good at all <laughs> and the state of nba basketball if you're shooting when you make 26 threes though it looks pretty good how did that happen explain this to me well i think they have guys now that are a little better at shooting threes they they do but beware here's what happened because we 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 don't want to start winning do we well no but (laughs) but think about think about the the history of this franchise and the the short-term shots in the arm, oh my God, it's going to be different, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Covington and Sarich last year, you beat the Pelicans by seven. Uh, KG's first game back. I can go through a mm-hmm. litany of Timberwolves. Oh, this is different. It's a new era. But, Pat, the funniest thing was how hard they tried to convince the crowd on Saturday that this was the start of a, of new, a new season. Era. It was hilarious. New, new season. It was hilarious. How was the crowd to see D'Angelo's really non-debut? Sellout crowd. It was a really good crowd. Really? But they were trying so hard. Target center, this is the start of a new... It's like, no, well, you, they, got, they, no they, you guys still sucked. They put tape of... Uh, they recorded Ryan's post-game with the players after after the game, and he and he, he did the old cliche, Pat, we're 1-0. He goes, we're one and zero, gentlemen. Okay. Well, do we want to be one and zero though? Why do we want? So the draft choices. So what? What do they got? Atlanta's? Who's they have? Or Philly? They have Brooklyn's via Brooklyn. So that'll yeah. They got it from Atlanta. Brooklyn's not going to be in the lottery, are they? No, they're probably going to make the play, but it'll probably end up being like the fifteenth or. And then they have their own, right? Yes. So, but they will not have their own in 2021. And which draft choice were did Golden State did did Golden State want this year's not restricted? No, they didn't want this year's. No, no, I know. The draft but, did so they, bad. but did they want? But was it the? Were they looking for the Wolves draft pick, or were they looking for the other one, the the Nets one? I mean. The, they, they must have been looking for the Wolves draft pick. Yeah, right? they, well, they got the Wolves draft pick in 2021, and it's top it's top three protected. And the second round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. and Didn't the second second round pick in 2021. Yeah. yeah. But next year they should, you know, they're not going to be this rotten, are they? No. Well, and well, we 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 hope. <laughs> How can you say that? We have no idea. It's the Timberwolves, of course they could be. But I yeah. think 2021 is. I think will be an important. It's supposed to be a good season. draft, right? It's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be a good draft, but also that summer is when they figure to have a little more flexibility. Yeah, they with can the sign cap somebody, because they're right? going to have. Yeah, but the caps have a lot of money. The caps the going books. down now, right? For 2020-21, it's going to go think down so. because they lost the money from China, right? Because of the big controversy. Yeah, okay. But we'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see if it goes up. All again right. In I got. Here's the one thing. Let me see. To me, that uh, we said that the key to the twins is. Buxton playing 140 games. Yep. To me, you know, we talk about getting rid of Wiggy. Blah blah blah. The key to me is: does is Cat going to give a damn? Yeah. 
Well, Cat he, likes, he will now. Cat likes his 32 and his 12 rebounds and, you know, minus eight while he was on the court. And now he's but playing with his is, best friend. So will he give a damn? Well, is D'Angelo the kind of guy that's going to get him fired up or not? Or, Beyond two weeks, you know. Or or will they eventually um, combine together to be like, this is a hellhole. Let's both get out of here and let's go play with our buddy in Phoenix. Because that's the other. That's the other problem is two two guys, two friends can galvanize and help you. They can also galvanize and be like, yeah, they can. Say that's that. why everyone wants out of here. Yeah, well, that's you know, I I would think that hey, you're, you know, what the hell, you can you can go anywhere you want in the off season. You can you got three days off. You can fly to Vegas. You know, but uh, you know, I there's no reason for them. They ought to reward the franchise for putting them together, shouldn't they? They should care, right? They should. should. Yeah, they should. I do guys. think I do think Pat they're going to need to find a third guy though. Oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to need to find It always takes 3. It yeah, I mean I, I think when you look at the West and you got the Lakers and the Clippers and and Denver and all those teams, they're going to need to find a third sort of and it, this is going to need to be like a three-headed monster with And the, the third guy is going to have to be, I hate to say it, not Jimmy Butler, but like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They need a hard-nosed yeah. SOB to be part of it, don't you think? I, I think so. Who can I'm, also I'm play 100% some agree. Because I think Harden, well. you know, for all the crazy, you know, the 40 shots and everything else, I think he's a hard-nosed SOB. Well, and he's and, tough. He plays. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he doesn't, tough. He, he doesn't, plays you don't all the hear time. About, you don't hear about – you know, maintenance or whatever. No maintenance days. Who's yeah. the third guy though? Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 Who the that's the million there? dollar question, Judd. And are they going to and, and to Pat's point, are they going to want to be challenged by a third guy who they don't necessarily see as as part of their little friendship circle? That th- th- this could go both ways. How much time we got left? Uh, we got about uh, seven or eight minutes. Okay, we got some time. I'm a positive. Pat's going to bring this up. Okay. I did this on Twitter last night, and or, yeah, and I, I regret it because people are stupid. But uh, I watched Larry Fitz Jr. at the end of the winning the Pebble Beach golf thing for the second time in three years, the team thing with Kevin Streelman. And you see what a gregarious kid he is, but then you look up. He's number two all-time NFL receptions. So, right? Right behind only Jerry Rice. Am I am I wrong? I think Larry he is. Fitz. Yeah, Larry Fitz. I think he's number two all time. Okay. And he's gonna play one more year. And I'm saying to myself, All right, since the expansion era started, sixty one, since we became major league. Pro greatness. Pro greatness in the major sports, okay? Mm-hmm. Pro greatness. Mm-hmm. It's we don't care how great they were in high school or college. Pro greatness for athletes who spent a full career, a high school career in Minnesota. Okay. In other words, not some guy who came in and, you know, played as a senior or something. A guy who spent his three or four years in high school in Minnesota. Larry Fitz, top three or four. Right? Yeah, probably. Top sure. three or four, well, pro greatness. Yeah, go. So then I got going, and then I had people saying Bronco Nagurski. Hey, dummy! I said since 1961, and they said uh, 
Paul Gill. Yeah, well, 1953. You dumb. 1949 was his last year of high school, you idiot. <laughs> so, anyway, so I now I, you got to really throw out some good guys. But I came up with this as my top five, right, mm-hmm. in that category. Larry Fitz, Housley, Winfield, Molitor, and McHale. And I don't even put McHale on my all-time gopher, you know, just barely squeeze him into the top ten as a gopher. So this is not based on being a gopher. This is based on what you were doing as a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Maurer doesn't make it. Whalen doesn't make it. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Who wants to argue with me? So hold on a second here. Go go through your top five again. Pro greatness. Yeah, pro greatness. from. Yes. And you spent your high school career in Minnesota. All right. Right? Okay. Housley. Uh, Larry Fitz, okay, yep, McHale, and Molitor and Winfield, Dave Winfield. It's hard. I mean, you'd like Mauer to be on that list, but it's damn hard to get him there. Jack, who, no, because who you are you going to throw off? You can put Mauer as the greatest ever high school athlete. Yeah, but that's yeah. not what we're judging. Here. Right, and how we're judging career. pro greatness. And Housley yes. has to be on Paul that list because he was yes. a phenomenal NHL player. He was a player. phenomenal NHL player and our only Hall of Famer, our only Minnesota produced player who's in the real Hall of Fame in Toronto. So. Uh, I'd yeah, like he to, has to be on the list. I'd like to debate you, but I can't think. It'd be in, almost impossible to throw off one of your five. Some dummy said to me, through, he gave me a top ten list with Bantam on it. I said, read. It says pro greatness. Rachel's been an okay player, but come on. Uh, anyway, yeah, wh- I think Wayland's it's an interesting discussion, yeah. but Larry Fitz is. Larry Fitz. I'd be number one. <laughs> it's unbelievable. His numbers are unbelievable. Yep. And that he's still productive. He's going to play this... one more year. And he did it with Arizona without, you know, the world's greatest quarterbacks throwing to him, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just. Although he's got a pretty good one now, I think. I'm Tyler tr- Murray. I'm trying to think of who I That's would. That's probably why he decided to play who, another year. Who right. would be the first off? If you had to throw one of those five off the list, Patrick, who would you throw off? Ooh. So if you put Mauer on probably. or Mikhail probably, Mikhail probably, Mikhail. And I mean, a, you're lacking like Broughton too, right? Up in yeah, Roseau, Broughton's and Broughton not on is there. a great yeah. role player. I think Mikhail, and you know, Mikhail is a great longtime NBA player. He just you know wasn't wasn't the best player on his team most of those years. But uh, I, I would I, I I I would have to put him, you know, take him off. But I wouldn't want to, you know, so. Bronco Nagurski. Anyway, <laughs> Bronco that was Nagurski. a. Uh, I see, saw your parameters. Not all my Twitter is uh, is uh, wacky shots of me with wild hair in the morning. So we, it's not all satire. By the way, yes, sir. Luke Fickle turns down Michigan State. Really? PJ Fleck going to be the next Michigan State coach? What do you think? No way. He's uh, not. He's waiting. Are, I think he's waiting for Harbaugh to get fired. And there, and and that's a mess there right now. Michigan State. Well, yeah, when Luke yeah. Fickle, near Michigan State. when Luke Fickle yeah. won't leave Cincinnati, Cincinnati. I, yeah. you see who's <laughs> throwing his large jersey in the ring? Bielema. Oh, good for <laughs> him. Bielema's trying to get the job, and they might be. You talk about a first-class jackass, Brett Bielema. <laughs> I love him. I love oh, him. He went 7-0 in the go, gets the Gophers, and rubbed his no, rubbed their nose in it. I'm so. telling you, PJ is going to be a Golden Domer. That's his next job. 
It could be, but Kelly's uh, Kelly's doing pretty well. You know, Kelly, it's he's not even by Notre Dame's ludicrous standards. He's not uh, in a situation where they can run him off. So, but yeah, Michigan State's a complete cluster now. You won't be surprised. I did suggest on Twitter that Fleck would probably go to Michigan State. Oh, no, I'm, I'm completely shocked. No, and you know what? That notion out there, the Gopher holders probably agreed and said, "Pat, it's about time he takes that job." Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe Southern. I think Southern Cal is going to try to hire him too because that's they let that Helton stick around for one more year. For have some they found reason. an AD yet? USC. Who'd we get rid of? Uh, they they went well, through the old players. They yeah. went through Lynn Swan and. Uh, yeah. who else? That didn't, about, didn't you tell me they don't pay though, Pat? I thought no, you said not, they don't pay. They're not famous for paying. Okay, but they, they don't might, pay. They, they might realize well, they have to this time. Don't they? Don't they have? They barely facilities too, Pat. They were in the 50s in their final recruiting ratings. Oof. In the 50s. Don't they have – their facilities yeah, kind of bad, Yeah, facilities are mediocre as hell. You, you know, know what, man. though? By chasing off Coach O, they did football fans the biggest favor of all time. Because <laughs> oh, Coach yeah. O at Coach LSU – Coach O does so, not belong in Los Angeles. No, no. Los Southern there, there is no more perfect marriage in <laughs> sports There's not than no, Coach O it. with LSU. That is. It's so perfect. And now he's got wacky Bo Pelini as his defensive oh, God, coordinator. How is that? That's that. Oh, I mean, oh, boys, I think I found it. Mike Bone, B-O-H-N, is the AD at USC now. He came there from Cincinnati. That might be Luke Fickle's next job. Oh, oh that's right. I'd heard that. Yeah. So that might, might be okay. why Luke Fickle said. That might be. And Luke said no. Yeah. Luke. They, buzz they, off. I'll take the USC job. He might have job. said, uh, Luke, uh, just hang in there for a year or so. All right, sir. I think we're done here. All right, gentlemen. No, uh, very positive pat today. Not uh, not much unchained going You're on. You're doing lists so. now. That's how positive you got in Florida. You're doing lists. I'm not big on lists, but I like this list because I think I don't think because he hasn't been around us for 16 or 17 years that we appreciate how great Larry Fitzgerald Jr. was. All right, sir. Even Talk. a better yep. athlete than his father, who had his shoes retired in Chicago as a high school football player. Interesting. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. See sir. you, gents. All, All righty. Right. Goodbye. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.